uh, I think my computer's messed up, man. Uh, can you can you tell me what day it is? Uh, well, uh, this person, uh, people say, how many times, how long did you date so-and-so? I say, well, uh, three, a few months back in 1998, 1999, and then for about, uh, three and a half hours last, uh, a couple years ago, I don't know, it's her birthday, but, uh, but uh, uh, it was the day. It's the day we uh, we observationally uh, uh, discuss uh, uh, hashtag uh, three finger pudding eaters uh, presidential launching uh, uh, launch of his campaign uh, that he did with Elon Musk and. Uh, uh, God, what's the present tense of twatter? What's uh, what's the name of that thing? Uh, what is the name of that website? Anyway, uh, but it's Thursday, and uh, uh, oh, 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 uh, May twenty fifth, May twenty fifth. Oh snap! Really? May 25th? Uh, faux shizzle, yes. Well, as long as it's not 2023, then we're fine. Oh, well, then we're not fine because it's 2023. Oh. Oh, my. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Did you ever build that bomb shelter? You know, I've, I've ch- I uh, I keep forgetting to make new copies of my daily to do list. I have a really fancy, like structured to do list, and uh, I did not I had not made extra ones. So I uh, uh, didn't that didn't that didn't make the list. So, do you have one or not? I don't. Well, not, I mean, not uh, formally no, as no, such. No, no, I feel no, like that's, that's, perfect. Cheap. that's perfect. We're fine. Okay. As long as you don't have a bomb shelter, we're fine. Okay, good. Good. Oh, uh, well, let me just read you. I think this, this, so uh, oddly, it's National Wine Day, which used to mean something to me. Uh, African Liberation Day, which actually is, you know, more practical than some of these other things I'm about to say today is. I feel like this is conflicting. It's also Chardonnay Day. Not Sharknado Day, but Chardonnay Day. Sharknado Day. uh, Yeah, which I think would be a better use of time because white wine is trash. Um, And a waste of everyone's time. uh, possibly French Dairy Day. I'm not sure of what. Uh, you know, I'm barely a barely a monoglock. Um, 
Chardonnay is the Coors Light of wine. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's not as not as uh, forward thinking as Bud Light, but it's uh, somewhere. Oh, it's Geek Pride Day. Is that why you're so chipper this morning? Yeah, I think so. Well, as long as we can talk about the West Wing and uh uh I do I do I do uh a lot of these days are redundant redundant. Um in Argentina it's May Revolution Day. Um uh it's Jordan Independence Day. Well, uh Oh, well, funny you're asking about the uh, bomb shelter. It is National Bath Bomb Day. Uh, what so, do you think of it? I don't I don't want to speculate. Right. Kick ass. Oh, it's National Missing Children's Day. That's that's and then there's a it's it's national lots of names day apparently it's national cody day national george day i don't know if that's related to uh missing children or not what uh do you so you so you're a you're a quasi renowned uh chef i don't think that's that's a stretch uh do you yeah yeah do you dabble in uh uh dessert items or uh sweet things man i am uh inadequate and it pisses me off so you can add the national pissed off at not being able to make dessert worth a shit day i uh like, well, if I have to scramble and make something, it seems okay. But if I try to make something, it uh, it it just doesn't work out. Here takes me. Yeah, what do you? You know, there's there's locally. I mean, I'm sure it probably is a thing. It's probably a, a trendy thing across the country. Uh, these days, but um, cookies uh, and cookie-like, well, I'd still consider them cookies, and people just cut them into different shapes, um, um, you know, or, or, or people are kind of dabbling and, you know, uh, kind of avant-garde discoveries with different things and cookies do you do you are you uh how do you like aggressive new i mean are you do you do you eat sweet things like that uh well way too often in my life okay, okay. i do like dessert it's a it's it's I never used to be into dessert. And I don't know if it's because it's just not the booze in my body it still has the thing for sugar, but it's similarly, it's just the discovery of 
Because I feel like I never used to eat dessert. And like now, you know, in the last year or so, it's just been this wild uh, engagement of, uh, you know, like a good, good, like a crumble apple pie or cherry pie or, but the cookies, uh, just some folks probably, you know, within a 30 mile radius of here or, or less, significantly less, just do these amazing, you know, pop-ups at farmer's markets and, um, merchants, um, exhibitions, um, but just out of control stuff, out of control stuff. Um, and my friend that's kind of my Miami Vice social influencer, uh, compadre, um, his girlfriend is an exceptional baker and, uh, is, uh, I, you know, every every once in a while when I see her, I'm like, what's up with the cookies? You know, da da da. And uh she she I think yesterday, yesterday or the day before, she hit me up um about what I wanted in the in the cookies. So I think there's gonna be some formal cookies with my name on them um in the next few days. So I'm excited. I personally think that sugar is America's biggest drug problem. And there should be a incredibly uh, prohibitive tax associated with anything with added sugar. It is crazy how fat this country is, and others as well. Uh, it, it has no nutritional value. And, uh, damn, it's delicious. But it is. Well, did you ever I'm all watch... about a fat tax. Well, I, pe- I think people have accused me of being in favor of that, especially after I lost weight. But, um... But then you're doing well. Well, I think it was more that they... they... Well, I told you whenever I dropped weight, lots of, uh, what's a nice way to say this, unaccomplished people, you know, uh, who are friends with, you know, somebody I'm not friends with anymore, turned into that they they claimed that when I got in shape and just made changes to my life to try to upcycle my life and improve things and be a better person and, you know, be, be better than I, whatever, a better version of myself than I that I used to be, and you know, strive to be better every day. That uh, that was shaming them, <laughs> which I'm sure in their minds it was because they hate themselves and they. Well, you know, I, I cycle through anywhere from just being overweight to obese, and whenever I drop weight, people ask you know, are you okay? Everything all right? Because the concept of being fit is alien. They assume you're sick before 
they assume that you're just getting better. You know, I mean, that's just a natural reaction. People don't lose weight. People gain weight. I'm still 100%. I'm, well, I'm, I'm yeah. 85 pounds lighter than my max right now. And I'm still, you know, I could drop 40 and and would have to reevaluate if I'm fit or not. Well, people, which always killed me, you know, during uh, during COVID and especially during all that. What's well, that's I feel like that's part of the odd thing um, about the Trump you know, kind of coalition was that it combined groups of people who previously would not necessarily voluntarily acknowledge each other in public. You know, like it had, and I guess maybe it was the people that, you know, hid behind religion a lot or, or, uh, but it, you know, but it combined, you know, other than terrible people who happen to all be fascists and, and people who love, uh, um, you know, uh, subjugating themselves, but, but which would include, uh, the, you know, the BDSM, uh, oddly really hot swingers, but then it got really old swingers, but, you know, and then it got, uh, obese, out of shape, um, people that have never accomplished anything that, you know, hate minorities. I mean, I guess all these people hate minorities, but, um, um, you know, they did, uh, you know, when they were out protesting the, um, against the vaccine that the, uh, you know, we have, you know, well, you know, cause obviously, obviously, you know, uh, two, the, the two big medical organizations here in town and the one that, um, um, the the one that used to be or still is affiliated with Wake Forest, you know, there were all these protesters out there and they were, you know, making fun of women, you know, they'd have all their signs about my body, my rights, do, you know, do, you know, meanwhile, they want to take away rights from actual, you know, people that care about their health. Um, but, uh, and I feel like, I don't know if, it was on the news, I don't, but I don't know if you have seen it, but, uh, but they were interviewing these people and they're screaming about my health is important. My, but all these people, you know, uh, you would not describe them as being, uh, traditionally right. healthy. Yeah. But it was just odd that the, 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 the Trump coalition thing brought together all these groups of people that previously would either would have nothing to do with each other. Well, you as know, soon as I they mean, if, they don't have a common enemy, then uh, the fit people in that group are going to ridicule the overweight people, and and they'll exactly, they'll, they're and that's how they spend, something. Yeah, they're going to find something find to something. continue to discriminate, and that's why I was saying in an earlier show, we just we should never reference skin color as a differentiating quality. Uh, within people as liberals we should never talk about it 
we should talk about chosen behaviors as being the differential, uh, which, you know, we do, but, uh, I'd rather, I'd rather pull it, uh, pull from just absurd things like the shape of their fingernails. You know, people are born with different shaped fingernails, the old earlobe attached or not attached, uh, pinched nostrils or oval nostrils, uh, just whatever, you know, belly button, innies or outies, things of that nature. Uh, let's get on their level and look at discolored buttholes. Yeah. You have to check your butthole to see if you're one of those multi-toned butthole havers. But, uh, they're going to find any and everything they can. They're basically just your middle school bullies that were the ones bullied. Uh, finding a way to become bullies themselves because they're never going to do it in a physical encounter or, you know, face to face. They're just going to always always pick on the perceived weak. I don't know. What what what's something you could find to discriminate somebody against that is just not even considered a, a reason to insult someone because that's really all they want to do. Somehow elevates them if another person is suppressed. Oh, I mean, I, I try not to do that, but if I did, I mean, this observational things, um, like people who actively Caucasians who actively express racist opinions, uh, including ones about minorities that they want to, they express attitudes, uh, communicating the ideas that they think minorities are invading and milk in the system and not paying taxes and all this stuff. Meanwhile, all they do is talk about uh, how much they love church, which doesn't pay taxes. And then they're getting on welfare and government support. Yeah. It's funny how all the red states are the, the ones getting the most money out of the, out of federal Absolutely. government. I, I, well, maybe, you know, they, maybe this will work. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll just, do penis size. And then if one of those guys happened, I know it's going to be rare, but it happened to have an adequate penis size. We'll just make fun of its shape. That, that'll probably, I mean, that's what their whole motivation is anyway, is they're, they know they're sexually inadequate. So, uh, we should go straight to the jugular. Well, based on E. Jean Carroll's testimony, it didn't sound like Trump could actually penetrate anybody's jugular with any part of his body. Exactly. Um, you know. It'd probably tickle if he did. Well, I don't know. Well, if anybody didn't hear, you know, the whole reason he was not formally uh, uh, found guilty of rape was that uh, she couldn't distinguish she knew that he began, you know, 
penetrating her with his fingers, but then uh, she could never tell if he put anything else inside her because the item, the size of anything was never larger, never indistinguishable from fingers. So, Yeah, that would be trolling level over 9,000 if they were just saying that as a, uh, a twist of the knife. Not many knives are able to penetrate that fool. So I hope they certainly make the most of it. He's going to end up paying her a lot more than $5 million, though. Well, he'll probably never pay, but he'll be uh, uh, ordered to pay a lot more than $5 million because he keeps running his mouth. Well, it's so it's so funny again how much how much right wing people love slavery and want to be slaves and don't want to be in control of their life. That you know, I mean, he uses these uh, lawful, correct convictions uh, just to milk. You know, I mean, if people say, "What does sheep's milk taste like?" It tastes like conservative money. You know. Um, yeah, those guys—they don't care how abused they are. As long as somebody with darker skin color is abused more. Yeah, that's them. What uh, did you ever? Did you ever know Daryl Hunt? Had you ever met him? No. Okay, because I always wonder if. Because I'm always surprised when I talk to people at different different ages if they. Just, I'm just always surprised when people have met people or. No people from way back. Um, Have you? Did Did you you ever meet him? No, I think I was at an I was at an event with him once, but I never had the opportunity to meet him. I mean, obviously, you know, we made that movie that was you know heavily inspired by his case. Um. That uh, the director said, "Nah, we ain't going to festivals. We're going rogue." And you know, going rogue means they show the film one time and it kills everybody's career after they worked eighteen months on it. But, but anyway, um, but I think that was that that was you know that was just bad news all around. Well, and there's still people, and obviously, you know, I was I was not there you weren't there um and obviously you know to my i mean to my knowledge neither one of us are lawyers uh but obviously you know he was exonerated you know on uh on on dna guilt which how you know nothing's ever new the world just runs and and is cyclical, you know, that well, I don't know if we can trust this science, you know. Um, well, you need, to, you need to actively engage the process of discovery. But, um, but I'd be curious, you know, because there are a lot of people in the department. I, would, I don't know how many, but I mean, there's there all the talk from the department. Uh, you know, when I'd hear cops out, I think it was I don't know where it was during my phase about my 
experience with the police, but yeah, but they would always say, well, there's there, we had lots of other evidence. It's like, well, make it public. If there was other evidence, the judge wouldn't let in. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. If it's real, tell us what it is. Well, you know, if it's real, Mike Lindell still has proof that the election was stolen and it's coming soon. They're going to be able to release it soon. I, I saw a meme on Facebook talking about when you're farming, there's no shortcuts. And I, I replied, what do you think fertilizer is? I don't know if anybody replied, but you know, it's just the whole mentality of these, this is what I'm used to. It must have always been this way and anything new is horrible. Whereas the previous generation, you know, before there was fertilizer, uh, they're looking at kids using fertilizer going, well, I didn't use fertilizer when I was a kid. It must be horrible. Uh, man. What, uh, did you listen to any music yesterday? Uh, I did. I was about to ask you a very similar question. Um, Obviously, the world just, you know, I mean, part of me, well, it's one of the things, say, party wants to say, oh, lost an icon, but I mean, she'll be in our hearts and our minds and our culture forever. But um, what was your earliest memory of Tina Turner? Oh, that's easy. Just rolling down the river. Watching them sing, uh, sing that song on TV. Probably early seventies. Yeah, but, uh, her dancing, her moving, the way she moved, and I think that was the first time I ever realized people could play other people's music. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I feel like that when I was a kid, in the same way you described that, I remember I, I had a tough time processing that more than one person had the same name, like when I was preschool age. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a funny story about being young and, and not being aware things could happen. Uh, I'm going to look his name up real quick. But I was watching a TV show called Good Times. And when when, uh, uh, what the heck is it? Uh, John Amos died on the show. Right? I was like, oh man, he died. Bummer. Whatever. Years go by. I see him in another uh, production. And, you know, I was older. And it just cracked me up because I just remember him being dead. Not the Mandela effect dead, but the, the notion that, 
oh, okay, he just died on the show. And it made me giggle. Maybe not the best story ever, but uh, it still makes me laugh. Whenever I see him anything after good times, I'm, I make fun of myself. Uh, yeah, that dude ain't dead. You stupid. But I, I do remember Ike and Tina Turner on the TV. That was my first encounter with her. Yeah, I, I, th I think my first memory of her. I'm sure this has probably come up before, but uh, you know, back back in the day before, you know, when I guess cable was really picking up in the '80s and on Saturdays and Sundays on local affiliates, they'd show you know movies, obviously edited. For TV, but they were always sponsored by like vinyl siding companies and stuff like that. Right. I remember uh, my first exposure, obviously, to her was uh, uh, when she was in Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Right, right. And just, just you know, iconically. playing uh anti entity and uh and that's that's always one of those weird things where you see people and I guess it might be like the I mean obviously Michael Jordan, you know, the whole baseball thing never quite worked out the way he wanted to, but it was always his passion. You know, but his competitive nature made him so good. But just from from just from watching, you know, Beyond Thunderdome you just I just would always think how does this lady I mean obviously she could if she wanted to not do more acting I don't know she was just perfectly cast for that uh, maybe she you know scratched that itch and was fulfilling and it was enough Yeah, that definitely could be it. But I was, I, I also think, you know, you could not. I get well and to that point. What would be? Got to traverse the pirate ship just for one second. Uh, what um, if you were only ever going to be in one movie? And obviously, you're a you're a, a, a you know a, a lady of that age. I am. Honestly, what would be? What what could possibly be a more iconic character? You know that I mean it's 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 kind of sci-fi. You know it's kind of this, it's kind of that. It just crosses so many genres, and you know it's before Mel Gibson had a lot of his issues and his alcoholism really got out of control, and um, you know just just visually, it's just amazing and it's a sweet story there's just a lot of sweet moments in it you know and um yeah just just so many so many amazing things but i think the first time i remember like and I, obviously i would not say as an adult because i was probably 14 but uh
seeing Goldeneye in the theater, which was just an odd thing to think about now, because um, I'm such a Bond aficionado. But just an odd thing, because I've never heard my dad mention James Bond once, but we just, you know, we just took us and we went to watch this movie, you know, back in 95 when it came out, Pierce Brosnan's first thing. But for her singing uh, the the theme song for that, and just, she just had, Tina Turner was amazing because she could just radiate sexuality and it not... I mean, I guess generationally, potentially, maybe some people took it as threatening, you know, in previous generations. But it seemed like she was she was so you couldn't help but just think well of her and just admire her. And I didn't know. I mean, this is before, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you don't know anything about the horrendous situation she came out of because uh, people, you, you know, generally speaking, don't don't. Uh, describe those things to kids uh but uh that's funny you say that but yeah, she did. my parents straight up we had conversations about it and i don't know why but it, it the notion of how to treat people was the the, the catapult uh But we did talk about that abusive relationship. Maybe my parents were weird. I don't know. No, well, well, but I mean, were you? What, how old do you think you were when they talked about that? Oh gosh, gosh. probably as it was happening, real time. Oh, so you were like under ten years old? Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think when you're a teenager, op, you know, op, as part of development, people would have the conversation with you, like before you get kind of on the cusp, cusp of puberty or or if, you know, you you were out somewhere and saw something or it was, you know, in a, in a production of some kind. But. Yeah, I'm looking up when they split. But I'm not really really seeing a year 76 so I was eight eight or you know nine something like that okay She was well. I, I also I think she did an amazing job of uh, you know, obvi well obviously in just every aspect of her life, reinventing herself, and probably as a just a pioneer for that and showing people of you know, obviously you know. African American women, but just people across the board, you know, you can you can do better and not be defined by circumstances other people tried to put you in. And she was like, Oh, screw this country. I'm out of here. 
Yeah. Well, she, I mean, she, she knows an abusive relationship and she sees one. She certainly does. America. Did you ever watch that movie? Turner of the planet. Yeah. What's so strange that, uh, you know, right, right wing people think that that's cool, but they just need, I mean, I think they should get away from that mainly because if they think it's so right, they shouldn't get mad if people do it to their daughters. I don't think people should do it to their daughters, but you know what I'm saying. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a conversation about the bathroom bill. And someone, I'm like, well, you should go to the bathroom with your children if you're worried about it. If they're not prepared uh, to, to handle themselves, you know, that's what is called parenting. And, uh, and this guy's like, I don't ever let my kids out of my sight. Which, you know, I think is fine. But then it just it hit me a certain way. Of So you think that parenting should be abandoned in favor of restricting where someone takes a pee. Yeah. That, that really defines conservatism to me. Whatever is most convenient for them. Because as we discussed, they don't really care about their kids. Not in the... uh, Influencing influencers, they they would use that as uh, material to get sympathy and be the main character when their kids get hurt. Well, there's no, you know, it's always so funny. Uh, the thing I mentioned earlier about the whole Trump coalition being made up of groups that previously would not have anything to do with each other. And uh, but I think he actually, you know, did finally, a lot of people felt comfortable to out themselves about who they really were, uh, just so, you know, so people could be aware of who they really were. Um but uh, but especially, you know, like when, you know, in that famous um, rally that Marjorie Taylor Greene and um, uh, Matt Gates did down at the villages, you know, just where people were just freely embracing that they were, you know, 90 year old swingers with their flesh falling off. Uh, and Gates was like, look at all these sexy women. And. uh uh, and I know that sounded a lot cooler than when he said it, but, um, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, so funny. And I wonder how many, like with mega churches and all these things, or not even mega churches, but like big churches, you know, not just in this, but other, you know, if that, if that almost made, uh, you know, they're, they're not so secret underground swingers clubs in these churches feel empowered to not be so shy about. And I don't give a shit what adults do voluntarily, you know, consider, I don't, I don't care at all about that. But, you know, when they, they're all pretending that, uh, well, we don't talk about that. That's beneath us. We don't blah, blah, blah. It's like, get, get out of here with that grotesque falseness. Did you see her get laughed at, uh, in the house, I guess yesterday she, for some reason she was sitting in the grown ups chair and, uh, 
she said, I invite members to uh, adhere to house decorum or something of that nature. And the whole place just burst out laughing at her. She was livid. It was great. It probably yeah, reminded well, you... her of her school days whenever she would talk. Though that is probably her origin story. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's half of Donald Trump's origin story. I mean, I always say just try to restrain yourself, restrain yourself away from, you know, uh, shit talking people. Um, I mean, if you're observing actual behavior, that's one thing. But if, you know, yeah, I mean, that was the whole thing about uh, Trump ran for president because Obama. Yeah, thanks, the, Obama. Um, Thanks, Obama. For the those one time of you it, it's true. It, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, the one time it's true, it was pretty impactful. You know, let's. God Almighty. Thanks, Barack. Um, yep. Uh, Barack Obama, you know, it was funny because uh, a lot of people, when they change their name, People usually refer to them by their by their you know dead name a lot, uh, but obviously I don't. Maybe Barack Obama is the Muhammad Ali of his generation. Who knows? Uh, not two parallels to that, you know. Um, I mean, versus versus. I mean, people still people. You know, if you if somebody said Cassius Clay, and you did not know. And you knew the name Cassius Clay, but there's a lot of people that don't know that that was uh, Muhammad Ali's birth name. Right. You know, not his not his uh, identity name of choice. Like a lot of people who don't know, uh, you know, Barry Satoro. You know, was Barack Obama's birth name. Yes. Um. But. Uh, Obviously, his, you know, father, Barack Obama Sr., you know, and obviously took his name later uh, to honor him. But, uh, but also, Satora was his, uh, I guess, his mother's. That's That's the other thing that's sketchy. And that's the other thing why I think people should avoid sketchy situations like that where it's not clear because obviously his mother's and and Dunham and there's Satoros in the family people you know people with intentionally confusing lineages you know who and not that it's their fault but they could explain it easier because otherwise if you if you intentionally don't help provide clarity for people it's like you're asking for nonsense conspiracy theories and after a while you can't really shrug off and act like it's not your fault when you didn't you know help provide clarity that could have eliminated all that nonsense and at some point it's there's more important things than making fun of rubes but um 
Oh, but uh, anyway, but uh, the Obama made fun of Trump and said he'd never be president at a White House correspondence dinner. And then Trump said, all right, kiss my ass. And then he became president. Yeah, so. he definitely said, hold my non-alcoholic beer. And, uh, you know, to his credit, he pulled it off. Well, I regret Yeah, so that's that. what I say. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my advice to the kids. Don't shit talk people. Observe their behavior. Be aware of it, but don't, don't, you know, don't tell somebody they're never going to be president because that might be the thing that happens. Oh, but so uh, old three finger pudding announces run for president. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the pictures uh, of Elon Musk before he started wearing a hairpiece? Yeah, I mean, you know, he he certainly looked his personality. Yeah, chronic, chronic self-pleasure. Um, yeah. Uh, so obviously the Ron DeSantis thing was a big flop, um, yeah, which is the only time other than Let me interject he, this question. Yeah. How much of that was uh, Elon messing with him? Uh, I would say it was, uh, I don't think it was Elon messing with him because at some point that just turns Elon Musk into a person who's going to be worse for America than Donald Trump. And that just, I mean, you can't, I mean, I, I don't want to get into that because at some point you just have to drop the hammer and say, no one can have that much power and they have to, that's when the CIA needs to get involved. Um, I would just say it was uh, technical errors, but I mean, messed with him in the way that he's he's actively worked to destroy, um, well, American culture, but especially a social media uh, platform that was Twitter. But uh, but so I think that's it. Just over four hundred thousand people tuned in to see that many. Uh, do, you have, do you have do you have Spectrum cable? I have Spectrum internet. You don't. You do. Okay. Because this is, uh, I'll politely say that it's a shit show the first part of the day, and I don't know what the problem is with, uh, uh, oh, but uh, so more people, basically, uh, Ron DeSantis got a few more viewers, and I was looking at these stats yesterday. Apparently, uh, uh, AOC was live streaming of her playing a video game on Twitch a couple years ago. Yeah. And it got like 400,000 viewers. So Ron DeSantis announcing he's running for president on Twitter got basically the same amount or a few more people than AOC did playing video games online. Um, so I'm not shocked about thanks, AOC America. having that many. I am. Well, I mean, I guess maybe if it was they were all in Florida, that would explain it. But that dude is so bizarrely inadequate he's probably going to win well unfortunately it's you know he's uh and i understand it's not necessarily anybody's fault at the time that it happens because they don't know any better but really is just the epitome of everything wrong with uh 
and I don't hate, you know, I'm not, I'm not hating against my fellow uh, straight white guys. Um, Allegedly. But he's the epitome straight. of everything wrong with, what's that? Allegedly straight. Yeah, I don't think this show is going to make air. Um, <laughs> but uh, he... Uh, Yeah, it's just the epitome of everything wrong, and it's just like every every like if people don't, I mean, but they also these the same people that f- think that you know Trump is an honest guy and all this. Literally running for president, anybody that would vote for him really is just somebody who is advertising that they're mentally deficient and like to be taken advantage of. That that, uh, that there's your sign. There's your indicator. That is certainly the case. Uh, they've been doing that for a while now. Yeah, he's uh, you know, and 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 as and as somebody who has had friends that have suffered with and passed away from various types of cancer, uh, you know, especially in the last few years, uh, it's hard to it's hard to. Think, what's a nice way to say this? He's the kind of guy that when you see him out there doing all this nonsense, you wouldn't be surprised if he and his wife faked that his wife had cancer. Right. Because it would not be any that much different than anything else they do. Um, at all. Um, and also, I mean, just a few clips I've heard of uh, the, the failure to launch uh, presidential thing. All the stuff they're talking about. I mean, I, I'm I'm genuinely curious. Who are these people that support him? Because they're not. I mean, not, you know, all the people that are authentically Christians are being called socialists because uh, they're actually out helping people. Um, uh, but who are these super rich racist? I mean, where are these people? I mean, because that's obviously. They're super rich. You know, they're the people that pretend to be conservatives. Meanwhile, they were, you know, doing blow when they were going to Northeast liberal law schools and play, you know, what, where are these people show, show themselves who they are. If you, if this is your authentic American freedom belief system, stand up and say it. Cause obviously these are people, you know, they don't care about working people unless they're working for them. For, for criminally low wages. Who in America, listen, America, and, and you've, you've just obviously by default uh, age have been in the workforce longer than I have. People think that you have freedom in this country. If you're making less than $100,000 a year, you're basically a slave. If you're making hundred grand know? a year, you're really just on the cusp of living a comfortable existence and that's with the that's part of a two-income household uh i mean 100 percent. you know rent is going to be over 10 percent of your income of, of fair a fair amount it's probably going to be what 20 percent you know if you're making a hundred grand and then they take out the taxes. Let's see. And then you're 
probably looking at 1500 so that's going to be 30% of your income on a decent apartment but yeah. um, well boomers i mean that was always the thing boomers would always say is that uh oh, your uh, your your rent or your uh, mortgage payment should be roughly one third of your income i'm like that's crazy as hell because you're automatically trying that's just another device to try to keep people poor so they can hoard hoard uh hoard money yeah retirement is going to become a thing of the past they the rich people literally it's going to be to death they're going to non-health care us to death they're going to work us to death everything coming their way is ultimately to usurp us for any ounce of productivity until we're dead 100 percent. well i i swear to god uh as as much as it was beaten into me across the board uh, when I was growing up about, well, you have to be responsible. Save your money. Save your money. You know, and like blaming people if life didn't work out for them over things they had nothing to do with. Um, and then now all these same old bastards are, are screaming about, well, I need my social security. Where's my money? It's like, well, why didn't you save money? I thought you said uh, that it was lazy people that needed that. Why uh, Why do you want that money now? Oh, it's my money. Did you print it in your basement? No. Well, then how's it yours if you didn't print it in your basement? Where's what? Is that an option? What, uh, well, if it's theirs, don't tell me it's yours if you didn't create it yourself. Otherwise, you're just a temporary steward, you know, the same way Trump. Well, I mean, it's the epitome of his generation. Trump thinks that the presidency's his. No, anybody who's a responsible public servant or, um, you know, anything like that understands you're just a temporary steward. The same reason they want to destroy the planet and they don't give a shit about their kids or their grandkids, you know, so they don't care how much pollution they put in the air, how much food they ruin, how much land they destroy, all this stuff. Preach it. You know, they don't care because they're selfish. Uh, ultimately, you know, they're, the greatest generation gave birth to them and uh and there's never been a more entitled less productive generation ever yeah 100 percent. well outside of arts and entertainment what else have they contributed disease war famine genocide hatred um well i think any you know, any generation, finger quotes, is going to have, you know, talent. Uh, that's going to, that's a consistent, a uh, constant in the universe. So even that isn't an anomaly. It, it wasn't their generation that produced talented people. It was just, you know, that's the way genetics get put together when people do that certain thing. But uh, I'm not a fan of them. I'm really not. They they make me sad. Yeah, yeah. It's um a tough, 
tough situation. I just try to find the optimism. I just try to be Captain Optimism and find the good in everybody. And for some people, it just happens to be that some of them created some uh, amazing art. But, uh, <clears throat> but well, it's so funny too. Go ahead, sorry. I think music is a, a great example of how every generation just thinks that they're the only one that was born with talent. Um, is there any music put that gets put out today that you're into? Uh, there probably is, but I'm so, I wouldn't know. I mean, that was, that was half the reason I like Saturday night live. Cause that might be my main introduction to new artists. Right. And they're not even new artists. Cause a lot of them are, I mean, there might be new ish, newer, um, Honestly, you know, and also, and now that it's just occurring to me that I think, you know, like with Billie Eilish, I think it's one reason that, which always, I mean, this, I wouldn't say there's a lot to unpack, but there's a number of things about her specifically. She happens to be, uh, well, she also happens to be attractive in a very natural way, you know, because she does, she, she's one of those people that is very attractive, but always is like, let me wear frumpy clothes. Let me not wear makeup. Oh my God. You know, like that, I guess it's a generational thing. I don't know, but it's also like, and people, I guess would, well, a certain group of people that cry and piss about everything. Oh my God, you're exploiting a young woman. Da, da, da. Well, it's like, that's, that's where new music is, is in it's new music because this is a, newer person because they happen to be young you know you don't necessarily see look at this uh 75 year old person on the cutting edge of music and art you don't it's not a thing you see a lot it is um yeah i mean i like like the billy eilish i mean i i really am just mainly familiar with billy eilish because she sang the theme song for no time to die and i think i knew she was before that briefly but i couldn't name I couldn't, I couldn't probably, because a lot of things sound the same to me. Um, and I try to find nuances and I try to find, you know, flavors in music and all this stuff, but well, she's a great example a lot of, times I can't find it. of what I, why I asked the question. Uh, I'm not into her music so much as I admire her talent and that's enough if just because she's not playing uh you know classic rock or whatever that i tend to listen to the most uh doesn't mean i can't look at her in awe and that's what people just don't appreciate the raw talent and that never stops so that that's my point with that is uh we we can if we bother to listen but that being said do you have any last words for this show i don't mean in life you're not in front of a firing squad uh, what do you think uh yeah so uh Marjorie taylor green just uh spent a hundred thousand dollars on kevin mccarthy's used uh uh chapstick at an auction um what do you think she's using that for? And do you think uh, his previous girlfriends, 
which always kills me because again you know the villages are big uh right-wing republican folks um maybe it's a good time to be uh, a, a militant right-wing conservative since you can you know come out about being a, a polyamorous fat which is so odd to me that people who love swinging and free free love and multi-partner sex would also be fascist it's the strangest i could tell you stories about thing in the that world. All right, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we're we're done for the day, at least podcast wise. Hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, man. I'll yap at you. All right, take take it easy. Later. <laughs>